Hello everyone and welcome to another installment of Learning How to Learn. On this special episode, we have Brittany from the CNIB. It's such a pleasure to have you on Learning How to Learn. Welcome. Thank you so much. And I really want to gain insights into your perspectives this evening. And I really admire like how Brittany carries herself. So this conversation is going to be extremely insightful. So hello, Brittany. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. It's been a great, fruitful day. So I'm like really energized and excited to be on the podcast. Thank you. And may you start off by telling us about what you wanted to do when you were little growing up? Like what was your vision when you were growing up? Like what did your dream career look like? I, I really enjoyed supporting people and helping people accomplish their goals. But my niche, I would say, was more so focused on creativity and the arts and trying to get people to see themselves for what they are, but at the same time, do it within with the creative. We do it with creativity, do it in like a creative way. So Interesting. one thing I was really passionate about as a young person was using the arts to support people from marginalized groups and just people who were ostracized. So that's one thing that kind of brought me to my current role now at the CNIB. Because as a young person, I did a lot of work in regards to supporting people with various backgrounds, from various communities, with an array of, you know, misconceptions people have about them. And most people who society would actually deem as, I would say, outcasts in some sort of way. So mm. as, as a, a young person, I've always been someone who would want to support others, mostly through the arts, and help people see their abilities versus people looking at them through different limitations that other people perceive. Interesting. That's so powerful and inspiring. And it really gets into the segue of, I personally think that academia is so important. So can you guide us through your education pathway to where you are today currently? Okay, so at the moment, I'm at CNIB, so I'm a team lead doing advocacy and community engagement. And in order for me to get where I was, education was very key. So I would just, I'm just going to start off with a story. So my background initially was in health sciences. Wow. So I initially... Um, got my degree in health sciences, and that was something that I was initially doing that I was passionate about, but I realized, on the other hand, besides even doing health sciences, I had a, a group of friends who were also in the same, um, doing the same degree as me, but unfortunately, they didn't have the same opportunities as me, and I realized one thing that set me apart from a lot of the people who were in my core group was me going the extra mile to actually do further things academically so I would be able to kind of have an upper hand or an advantage right. when I was going to the workforce. So, for example, they were like my passion was really for advocacy and inclusion and supporting people when it came to within the community and the society and doing a lot of community development work, and that was one of my passions. So, right. even though I had a background in health sciences, my main point where I realized that I really wanted to support people 
people in the community was when I actually took a, a class in health equity. Wow. And I realized that that was something I was very passionate about. And that's what I was saying about kind of taking a further step in education. One thing I did was I took a lot of certificate courses that I would frequently search for online that related to what I wanted to do. So because I knew that, okay, I'm really passionate about inclusion, health equity, and diversity, I started seeking out different courses that I could take online and in actual classes that would kind of reinforce that passion that I have. Right. And that kind of set me apart when I would go into job interviews, when I would seek out opportunities. That kind of right. set me apart. And one thing that also really helped me a lot was volunteering. So while I was in university, I was at high school, um, so university and high school, I would constantly volunteer. And a lot of times people would look at me and wonder why I'm always traveling, spending money, going from here to there, right. attending events all over the place. I, sometimes I would even travel to, like I, would, I worked with um, Community Living Ontario all the way from high school. Wow. Um, yeah, so I worked with them from high school in grade 11 as a volunteer. So I was volunteering in grade 11. Right. And up till now, I still volunteer with them. That's and amazing. A lot of different, yeah, and the, the funny thing with them, with this situation is, they actually gave me my first job. I had volunteered with them for about three years in high school, and when I was done, they gave me a job. Wow. So, uh, yeah, so that actually gave me a upper hand. So I basically had like seven years of experience before I was even done university. Right. Just because of that volunteer experience. And after that volunteer experience, I was given the opportunity to work while I was in school with a group of people who supported me and were actually looking to see me grow as an academic and as a professional. So that was something that really gave me an upper hand. And up till now, a lot of the people I was in similar classes with don't have the same, I would say, they're not in the same position as I am because of that lack of volunteer opportunity that they weren't really pursuing. Right. I think that's like a very very essential part throughout my, I would say, my trajectory as a professional. Mm-hmm. Just having that experience really gave me an upper hand. And even the current role I'm in, that was really monumental to me actually being in that role. So I would say academic-wise, searching out for opportunities to increase my knowledge and give me kind of that edge academically right. has helped me a lot in my current position I'm in now. And apart from that, the volunteer, the rich volunteer experiences has really taken me to a level that I, I don't think I would be if I hadn't done that work. Wow, that's amazing. So volunteering is really, really powerful, I think, for people to take in. And now that through that you shared that story, I think people really will know how powerful it can be in their success in the future. And so speaking of success and future, I really want to know your perspectives on entrepreneurship and what is that word? Like, what does that word mean to you? And what are your views on it? So when it comes to entrepreneurship, this is one thing. I believe entrepreneurship is the key to independence and the key to actually being who you are. One thing I really realized, what I realized over the course of my life is when you're in, I would say, you're working for someone, when you're working for an individual, mm-hmm. you're basically putting a lot of time, from my personal perspective, but 
right. kind of like during that time you're working, you're actually putting your goals and your dreams on hold. so inspiring i think that a lot of people will have a lot of different ideas they will take away when it comes to entrepreneurship and also a great entrepreneur also has a amazing book list so when it comes to reading i think now more than ever it's a great outlet for inspiration so what have been some instrumental books and novels that you would recommend to this day to help anyone out there achieve their goals and be more productive Yes. It's thinking grow rich. That's my own time best book that I believe every entrepreneur should read, and it's by Napoleon Hill. And that's a book that kind of it's almost it's almost like a textbook to you redefining who you are and believing in yourself and understanding all the individual steps you need to accomplish your goals and actually believe in yourself and not give in to doubt and fear. So yes. Yeah. 
Right. You would be able to accomplish your goals. So that's, those are two things that I would say are very, very essential and have been important to my goals as an individual. So I would recommend those books. That is wonderful. Thank you for sharing with those books. And I still think that people have different ideas of what the word success means to them. And I wanted to know what the word success, what does it mean to you? And has it the meaning, you know, changed over time of what the word success means to you? Yes, a lot of people think so for that for themselves. Also, one question I wanted to know, really understand, is if you could, let's say, travel and there's a time machine, if you could travel back in time, what are some insights you would tell your younger self, like your younger ambitious self that was volunteering all throughout high school? What would you, what would you tell her if you could travel back in time with the wisdom and the knowledge that you have now? One thing I would tell myself was to stop being a people pleaser.
so powerful i think a lot of especially young people like that are in university right now that are aspiring to really change the world in different ways i think that piece of advice will really change how they think and perceive and so speaking of perceive i want to talk about your role models like who were your role models you know that helped you shape shape these philosophies that you have right now growing up who were the, the people that in your life that really made you feel accepted and loved and you really were inspired by them that you called them your role models to this day? So, for my situation, my role models, I would say, are very out of the Yeah. So I would say, this is kind of a little bit backwards, but my younger brothers are actually really my role models. Aww. Even though they're younger than me. Yeah. Good for him. And the thing is, when he was initially starting his 
it was something that nobody really believed in. So right. my parents were very negative about it. They didn't believe that he could actually make a career yeah. on a YouTube channel. Right. Probably tell them, yeah, don't do this. You're wasting your time. Right. Log off, log off. <laughs> yeah. Exactly, right? But he was really passionate about it. Yeah. And one thing that really motivated me about him was he would constantly listen to motivational speakers. So that's what wow. got me into reading. Yeah, that's what got me into reading and listening to motivational speakers. So yes. What he would do is every day he would find a video of someone he admired and he would listen to it. And wow. he would the entire house. actually like especially that medium of youtube how powerful it is and how much people it could really you know access like youtube it's so huge like if you can monetize your videos you can get ads and you can like put ads in there you can really like make like not just money but content that you believe in and you know you can use that as marketing and whatever project you're working on you already have a social presence so that's amazing i'm happy for you that's great oh that's amazing That is amazing. Yeah. That is so inspiring. I'm inspired by that. Yeah, I know YouTube is really in. Like that is like that you can do so much things with that. And if you get the right type of like audience members and subscribers, you never know what CEO, potential CEO is watching your video at their screen. You never know. They could be a fan. They could see you one day and be like, hey, yeah, in the interview, that can, you never know. You'd be like, oh, I'm a fan of your content and you're going to that job interview. You never know. (laughs) That is so amazing. And speaking of, you know, CEOs, I think that you have a lot of different insightful advice. And I'm really into pitching now. I have so much ideas I'm working on that I really, really want to pitch. And I'm so passionate about these ideas. So I wanted to know if you're preparing for a big proposal in front of really important people. Um, what, if you don't want to feel, you know, intimidated and, you know, a little bit uncomfortable about your not just your idea, but the people that you're pitching to because they're very important and you believe in your idea so much, what advice would you give to someone that's true? Really passionate about what they're pitching to do a successful pitch. What I would say that from my personal experience has never failed is yeah. preparation. Okay. Preparation is so important. And they, they always say um, um, the opportunity, when opportunity meets preparation, that's what success pretty much is. That's the thing about when you there's an opportunity. 
opportunity and you're fully prepared, that's yes. the success is actually reached. That's when you're going to actually be able to succeed in the endeavor you're trying to accomplish. Right. And one thing when I mean preparation is study, practice, read over those notes. Go, do it as if you're going to do a test. So that's okay. Okay. so true I think that definitely concludes everything but I just wanted to say that I think that my audience from learning how to learn will learn so much about the different ideas and perspectives they have and this podcast I really want to encourage everyone that's listening out there on whatever medium they have that the journey of becoming a student of life is ongoing outside of academia and I think throughout this conversation, the audience definitely will have different ideas and look into themselves to find meanings in their life, wherever journey they are, and ultimately find their way to becoming a better student of life. Brittany, thank you so much for your time and your ideas today. It was such a pleasure speaking with you. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure to be on your podcast. Thank you so much. Till next time, everyone, learning how to learn. Remember, to cognitively develop your insights, you must look into yourself internally to develop your neural pathways. Thank you so much.